Welcome, you're listening to the Movement Podcast with Stacy and Sarah. We are so thankful you could join us today. Download your choice of podcasting app. The Movement Podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Then please hit the subscribe button for the Movement Podcast to follow us and be notified when we have uploaded a new episode. Again, we thank you for listening. Good morning, Sarah. Hey, Stacy. how are you? Good, how about you? Good. I'm a little tired today. Yeah. It's been a busy weekend. And why is that? Because you turned 40 this I weekend. 40. <laughs> and I threw myself a birthday party. That's so awesome. <laughs> you just danced the night away. Yep. I, um, I've been telling everybody, like, because they'll say, oh, do you feel like you're 40? And I'm like, well, my body feels like I'm 40, <laughs> but my mind doesn't. So I guess that's all that counts, right? Yeah. When I um, prayed for you Friday and I was texting you for your birthday, I was just thinking, man, God has used you in those 40 years in so many incredible ways. Oh, that's very that's, sweet. That's just so neat. So neat to see. That the verse, um, because I just long for heaven so much, but um, the verse, um, to live is Christ, to die is gain. And so I've been thinking like, God, there's so much more to do. Give me, give me some more years. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. 40 is, I mean, 40 is still young. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling sure. myself that because I'm 41. So. <laughs> I didn't realize you were older than me. I am. Aww. I am. That's what made me think that. I'm like, Sarah's you're just so much more mature than I am. Oh, I my. No. <laughs> but you get it, right? Like your body feels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you're I'm, that hit me at 30. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, both of our hearts are kind of heavy this mm-hmm. week. Um, Yeah, it was a great week with turning 40, but um, at the same time, our hearts are heavy for a sister in Christ who um, lost her husband very or too soon. Um, She's a young mom. They had so much life ahead of them and they both have they both serve and have a heart for God. So we're left with a question. Why, God? This doesn't make sense. Why allow so much trial into these lives? And um, I was doing a Bible study after we found out that he had passed away. And um, there was a question, but we were to read Hebrews 13. And um, there was a question, why is it hard to practice faith? And it got me thinking, obviously, my mind was on our friend. But I had to stop and think about it because my faith is, is um, it's not hard most days. God has gifted me with the, the assurance of his provision, his protection, his calling, um, which has grown abundantly over the last few years with fostering and everything that's gone on. And, um, but as I stopped and really thought about it and like chewed on it, I realized that one thing that trips me up um, the most with my faith is when God doesn't answer the prayers of the saints. And you remember, Stacy, we um, it was an unspoken prayer request. We we weren't sure what was going on, but we were mm-hmm. praying and we were praying hard. Mm-hmm. And um and when God doesn't answer the prayers of the saints, we're just kind of like, but why? And there are things that don't go as planned or as we hoped or how it would like make sense like obviously it would make sense for this person this man to stay alive like he's a dad he's a husband he's young it makes sense for god to answer that question with a resilient yes Um, but then i was also thinking of um, the miscarriage of my sister's baby 
why God? And like he, I, he gave me the green light to not only pray, but like encourage my sister, like, like God is going to answer this prayer and, and everything. Um, or even a little less serious, the breakup of my daughter, um, and hope for son-in-law. They were, you know, mm-hmm. together we had them matched up. Yep, this is going to be a lifelong thing. And then that doesn't last. Or um, the cancer that won't leave our friend's body. There's just so many things. And then lastly, I thought the death of a husband making a friend a widow. And we've gone through that quite a bit here at our church. We have good intentions. We lift our people up and ask God to intervene in a way that seems good and right. But then God still says no. Mm -hmm. Those are the times where I falter in my faith. So, Stacey, like, what are times, have you had those times where you've prayed something and still the answer was no? And and do you feel comfortable sharing that? Um, Yeah, I've... uh... The most recent for me, um, my best friend, her, she chose um, to make some decisions that, you know, some choices that weren't what she should have chosen. And it resulted in ending her marriage. And I just kept praying and I would pray and then things kind of started to turn around and I thought they were going to straighten out. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. You know, mm-hmm. and I just kept praying and all of a sudden just turned right back around the other way. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that was really hard for me because I, I spent a lot of time in prayer and God started answering those prayers. And then, you know, Satan just stepped back in and I'm yeah. sorry. I'm kind of emotional this morning. Oh, that, no, I get it. Yeah, it's just a lot to yeah. process. And I just, I don't, sometimes I'm like, I, I don't understand why, but I know that God knows why, mm-hmm. and I don't need to know the why. Yeah. I just want to know, you know. I Sometimes I'm like, am I trying to be the problem solver? Because I'm not. That's mm. God's job. Yeah, that's a lesson God's taught me, yes. that I'm yes. not God. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to, out of love for others, I, I want to help, I want to fix things, but I can't. Mm-hmm. That's something only he can do, and and he we in our all parties to be on board sometimes. Well, and in our finite minds, like we we have what's best. Like, mm-hmm. oh God, this is what is best mm-hmm. for this person or for mm-hmm. us, or and then it yeah. doesn't happen. But then you also see the beauty of what God has done with the aftermath of each situation that you walk through. Yeah, for sure. Really amazing. And we will talk about that on the other side of it. So for my birthday, my daughter, Mackenzie, she's such a a amazing gift giver. And she got me this new coffee mug that's yellow on the bottom, which is my favorite color. And um, she said, and, uh, and I hadn't really even like read it until this morning. I got my tea and I was working on all this and I sat it down and lo and behold, it says, prayer changes things. Absolutely. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, do I believe that? Do I do I truly believe that that prayer changes things? And I do with all of my heart. I know that it does. And there's reasons why God calls us to pray, even if the answer is no. Um, so there was a part two to that question in my Bible study. 
And it says, how does Jesus's example of faithfulness encourage you? And that took me straight to the Garden of Gethsemane. Sorry, I can't say it very well. Um, where Jesus was praying. So he's our example of prayer, right? So I'm just going to back up a little bit and read some of the backstory and, and, and everything. It's a big chunk, but it's so good. Um, I'm in Matthew 26, and it's 36 through 46. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken, taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, my father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let's go. Here's Here comes my betrayer. And so there's so much to, to glean from here. First of all, the Messiah, the Son of God, prayed. Um, and he prays often. We see that in his life um, throughout the Gospels. But secondly, he tells his disciples to pray for themselves too. You know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Um, and then third, he teaches us how to pray. He He's prayed specifically, Father, take this cup away from me. But then he prayed, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about that like so what does God want us to do with like what does he want to do with prayer why is it that he calls us to prayer as um, his children because obviously we are not God he is God and there is a part of us that we only see linear and I'm reading a book I cannot even remember what it's called right now but anyways he talks about life and death and he said um, you know, like when you look at a tomb and you see the date of their birth and the date of their death, and then there's that dash in between. And that's what our life is, that little tiny dash. Mm-hmm. And he said, how are you going to make that dash count? You know, but um, so we, I can't even remember where I was going with that. What did I say before that? <laughs> of course, that is totally me. But anyways, he he prayed and he he taught his disciples to pray. And um, but then he was submissive to what God wanted. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Our lives are linear. Like we can only see like that, that straight line of our timeline, mm-hmm. you know, and um, but God sees like all oh. over the place. It's like this big, huge, you know so much going on this ball and he sees up down all around and what we see is so finite so obviously like if we can't see all of that 
it's not going to make sense to us. Um, so he calls us to pray because he wants us to come underneath him and know that he can answer. Mm-hmm. He is God. But he also wants us to surrender it to him too, because he knows. He knows that big ball that's going on at the same time. And so um, that's when we have the, so I think back of um, when my best friend, Vicki, um, lost her husband. And I think it was like six years ago, if I'm correct. It could be a, a year or two off. But like we, in in this new, you know, like with um, our friend who just lost her husband, it's just bringing me straight back to all that. Oh, I'm like, sure. What's going on? Um, what her friends are doing right now to walk her through all of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like remembering a lot from Dustin's death. And I remember thinking, this darkness will never go away. We're always going to be changed. We're always going to be marred. It's always going to be just, um, blech. because whenever death happens, like, I think that, um, a part of us is just like, why God, why? But the thing is he, he's looking at us like, that was never my plan. He always intended us to live in eternity with him. Mm-hmm. We were always supposed to be, alive with him but then the sins of humanity brought in death and obviously that's why it hurts so bad because it was never a part of his plan but in his goodness he can take something so horrible so dark and so um just the suffering of all of it and turn it to good and we saw that mm-hmm. in Dustin's death because now Vicky has started, um, it's called Dustin's Place, which is like a grief share. And they come and the people are coming from like an hour away because there's not very many places like this. And they come and they're able to have a meal and have um, um, just the the community, the people that just know what it feels like. And they, and they get a place, an open place just to share what's on their heart and, and to... Um, just mourn and grieve together, which is so beautiful. But Dustin's place never would have even happened mm-hmm. if Dustin hadn't died and if Vicky wouldn't have been a widow. And I know like for for us to say that to our friend right now, that's it's not the time because right. she's not even there. She's not even going to be able to hear that. But there will be a time that she will be able to look back and say, okay, God, you made good out of this darkness. And I am so sure of that. So Stacy, have you seen any purpose in, in the pain in your life? Like, have you ever, have you been able to be on the other side of that and seen the good? I have. Yeah. Into my situations. Yeah. And not necessarily um, maybe with your, your best friend, but like maybe the other, like, cries of your heart that maybe God said no to mm-hmm. and you see a purpose in it. Yeah. Um, I had, I've had a couple of back surgeries and I got to a point where I was like barely existing because I just, I hurt all the time and whatever. And I kept praying and, you know, like I just couldn't get there physically. I couldn't get better. And all I, all I was doing was praying for what I wanted, not for God wanted, mm. what God wanted. And I just, I worked in a factory and I wanted to be able to work every day and do my job. And my focus 
and my worth was kind of based on work. And I think that was a good lesson for me. Like I just. It like stripped you of that. Yeah. Until I hit rock bottom and I couldn't function and I couldn't work and I finally broke down. That started my path to healing because then I was praying for God, what God wanted for my life. Mm, that's so good. And he moved me from the place that I thought I would be forever. You know, like I felt secure and, you know, everything. And he took me from that and got me out of my comfort zone and I had to move on. And it's been such a blessing. And I can even see God taking you out of your comfort zone over and over just in this last year that we've been connected. Like that's happening a lot for you now. It's been happening a lot, but it was like until I started praying for what God wanted. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted, that's when things started changing. And that matches that Mm -hmm. Matthew 26. Absolutely. Not my will, but your will be done. Because if you look at it, like Jesus, he prayed and, and God said, no. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you know, you, you, I'm not going to take this cup away from you, but now look at the benefits of his death mm-hmm. on the cross, his obedience to continue on, even though God said, no, mm-hmm. we all have salvation. Yeah. Like it's hard to even wrap my mind around that. It is hard. So just think yes. of the ripple effects of our submission, mm-hmm. the eternal kingdom ripple effects that could happen if we don't like we see a, a no to our prayers and we don't go, God, what, you know, and then we turn our backs on God. No, if we keep going and we submit and we surrender to that, we still say, and we say, God, you are still good. Mm-hmm. I know that you are still good. And that's where that faith comes into play. Yeah. Just imagine the ripple effects of that for the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. It's huge. So, um, yeah, I just think there's just so much to learn. Um, and we're ne- we're never done. I think of even like the weights have like when God says wait, because I am such a black and white. Um, if I see a problem, we fix it. I, I don't want to answer. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to tarry in this. Yes. I don't like the uncomfortable. I don't like the. But with fostering, and um, we've had our littles for three years now, mm-hmm. and anybody that fosters can hear that and be like, whoa. That's what your case is still going. What, you know, and it's just so frustrating at times, but now I can see how God has even used that because I'm constantly opening my hands up saying, but they're not mine, God, they're yours and your will be done and um, learning how to surrender them and not grip my hands Mm -hmm. on them. And um, knowing that even with my biological kids, I'm not promised another day with them. And so God is teaching me surrender in the weight. So that's, I mean, even though it's not fun and I've had moments where I've been on my knees, like, have you ever had like the heart squeeze where it just hurts so bad that your heart hurts? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And I just truly felt his presence right next to me saying, I got you. I got Mm -hmm. you, you know? And so there's so much beauty in that and not just getting the yes all the time. And he is a good God and a good father that, um, I I should have looked it up, but the verse that says, um, you know, you being evil know how to give good gifts to your kids. How much more, uh, you know, am I able to give good gifts to my kids? Mm -hmm. You know, like just, so he is a good God, but part of that good gift, it could be, nope, let's, let's wait. Mm -hmm. Like with my daughter, 
nope, that's not who I have for you. Let's let's wait for a second, you know. So and he knows he knows the whole picture where we only know what we're seeing. He can see it all. So exactly those no's or those weights could be pre be preventing us from something life abundant. Yes, and in our finite minds, we're like, but no, he's the one God. He's and my daughter, if she hears this, she'll be like, Mom, because I've told her all this, but like, I I'm just so looking forward to what he has for her in the future. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to be life abundant when if we would have gotten our way, it would have been life maybe complacent or right. like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like there's just so And that's much. exactly me in the job situation. Like mm-hmm. I would have just been living my same life, not growing, not being pushed, you know, just in my little comfort zone in my bubble. And I would have missed out on so much. God yes. had so much more for me and I just, I wasn't getting there without him. Yeah. So. I have a verse I want to share that kind of goes along with what you were just saying. Um, This is Psalm 9, 9 through 10. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. It's beautiful. It's it's so true. If you you trust him, he's going to work it out, even if it's not the outcome or... Or what you thought it would be mm-hmm. his his way is always better yeah so stacy do you want to pray um maybe we both can pray okay um today do you want to start I'll and then start. i can finish yeah heavenly father i just thank you for um just giving us the strength and times that are we're just questioning what's happening, what's going on, how is this happening? Um, I thank you for your faithfulness, the -hmm. way you just hold us and, and just promise us that no matter what we're going through, you are there with us. Mm -hmm. And And, Lord, oh, sorry, go go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I just thank you for just the beauty that you make out of the, the trouble that comes our way or the hard times that we walk through um, that looking back, if, you know, you really looked at every situation in our lives, you knew the whole picture and we didn't. And, mm-hmm. uh, you just, you always make something beautiful out of what is broken. Lord, um, we just looked up specifically the people that are in those times right now, um, or maybe they, had hoped in something and that thing did not come to fruition or maybe they're in that place of weight um or maybe they're just in a place like our friend who they're just facing darkness right now and they just don't see any way out of it and they're just questioning your goodness god i pray with all of my heart right now that you would just let your light shine in that you would just let your hope um, begin to bloom in those dark crevices, God. You are good. And you, like I said earlier, you don't, you don't desire death. You don't desire suffering, but there is suffering. And in your graciousness, God, you are so good. And we just praise you for that. And we pray for our sisters in Christ and anyone else who's listening that's going through those tough times. God, that they would see your goodness, 
They would surrender to it. They would lean into it. And God, on the other side, they would be able to see all the ways that you have um, worked for their good and your glory. And God, I pray, just like in Christ's um, sacrifice, that you would just let your um, your saints who are surrendering to you, just let it be a ripple effect for your kingdom, please, God. We know we're in the last days, and there's no time um, to waste and so I pray, Lord, that dash in between our birth and our death, Lord, would just mean so much for your kingdom. We praise you and we thank you for loving us. We praise you and thank you for giving us the room to process, to question that you have big shoulders, that we can um, lean hard into you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.